The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Back. Yeah, I'm back. I, I couldn't be on last week uh, due to... Uh, Work obligation, but I'm back today, so. Yeah, it was good, it was good, you know, but I think I'm going to get beat up on this show. We still got our guest returning. Abe, Abe, you there? Yeah, I'm here, James. How you doing? Good, good. How you back home? Hey, thank you, thank you. I told Abe today, I said, I guarantee you, Wayman be calling in the prophet. You there, Wayman, the prophet? Hey, and the prophet has to be the prophet, you know, so we're going to let it all unfurl. <laughs> I'm gonna take my beating today, but I'm gonna throw a couple questions. I know Chris been doing her homework today, but I want to start off with you guys. You know, all this talk about Dallas, you know, and Dak and Tony, and and uh, we talked about today, Abe uh, Sanchez. What do you guys think about? I mean, last game, would you play Dak? Dak, and if you do, how much time? I mean, you got the risk of him getting hurt, and then you know. Um, Tony gonna come in. What would you say at first aid? Would you play him? Uh, you know, uh, honestly, uh, James. Uh, at this point, it really doesn't matter. I mean, they got they've got uh, the playoff secured. They've got uh, they've got uh, home field advantage secured. So, I mean, you could you, technically you could you could play Tony Romo. Uh, you know, if you wanted to risk him, uh, getting him uh, injured, I guess. But, uh, you know, they really don't need to at this point. So, I mean, it, you know, anything that that, uh, that that comes of what uh, what happens, you know, is really just icing on the cake for them at this point, you know. So, uh I say, you know, get, let him, let uh, Dak Prescott get some rest, get him, you know, get him all primed up for the uh, the playoffs, and uh, that way, when 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 the time comes, he's ready to go, and and uh, he's full strength, and and you know, I I I think that's the the best uh, the best deal. Now, I will say this: they they did lose uh, one of the offensive linemen. Uh, the left tackle, uh, Tyrone Smith. And uh, so that, you know, that could could prove to be a little bit of a struggle for him, you know, just for the simple fact that, uh, you know, it, it might make uh, the quarterbacks, whoever's playing at that, at that time, 
it might make their job a little bit more more difficult. But um, from what I understand, you know, Dak Prescott, he's probably going to come out, and I'm, I'm guessing he's going to play, you know, one quarter or so uh, of the game. And then uh, from what I understand, I think they're going to put uh, uh, Mark Sanchez in and uh, let him have a go at it. So we'll see what happens. When was the profit? There's absolutely no reason to, to have Dak Prescott play. Um, the only thing the Cowboys possibly could do was set their all-time franchise record of wins with with 14. But at this point, would you care about that more than <clears throat> potentially playing for a Super Bowl? Like Abe alluded to, um, Tyron Smith is out. <clears throat> so you do have a, a risk of potentially getting a a quarterback hurt. Put Sanchez in for the for the whole game. Um, you have some running backs that just now have come back off of injured reserve for Dallas. Put them in. I imagine that the Eagles win that game. Dallas has no motivation to win it. You rest your players. You can't rest everyone. Football is not like some other sports. You know, you only have 45. Uh, players on a, on any given team, so you're going to have to pick and choose who you rest. There's no point whatsoever, um, and it would be dumb to play Romo at all. Um, if Romo is going to be your insurance policy, if Dak doesn't perform, if Dak gets hurt, um, you want him healthy, not behind an offensive line that's not 100%, um, and then also you're looking towards the future. Uh, Romo's not going to be a Cowboy next year. There are already rumors that he's told people in the locker room that he wants to go and he thinks that if he went to Denver, it would make them automatic Super Bowl contenders. So Tony Romo's looking on his way. He's looking out the door on his way out. And if that is something that Dallas wants to pursue, you don't want to give them damaged goods. You want a healthy Tony Romo going into next year that you can use as trade bait for all these teams that are going to be desperate for a franchise quarterback next year. So let me ask you this, guys. One thing I had always heard was when you go to the playoffs, you want to go in with a win. You want to go in with 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 uh, uh, a win behind you. So you know, sitting players. You know, I, I get why you want to do that, but isn't it also important to actually win your last games when you go into the playoffs? Abe, what do you think on that? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you know, I I, I guess I would agree with that. I mean, you know, you want to go in there with strong confidence, uh, you know, and and obviously having a win under your belt, uh, you know, would would obviously give you that. Uh, But, you know, like I said before, at this point, it's it's really, you know, I mean, if anything, it's just bragging rights to say, hey, we won, you know, at this point with, with, uh, with everything secured the way it is. And so, uh, you know, do they need to win? I don't, you know, I, I, I really don't, I mean, if, if they lost, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be that big of a deal, but, uh, you know, except for the, 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 conf, the confidence factor there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I say at this point, rest them up, get them ready. And, uh, and then, well, when you know when the playoffs start, go full strength. Before you answer, Wayman, I want to say something. What you said, 
I kind of agree with Abe. I don't agree with you, Sam Wayne, but let me tell you why. Because Abe said, like, playing full court or something there. And when you said, Wayman, don't play them all. Wayman, I know college is different from pro, but, you know, if we were to set, because, you know, when you when you play your last game, your bowl game ain't until about two weeks later, I think. Sitting out that time not playing a game, you rusty. So you saying don't play that. They got the first week of bye, so that's one week, two weeks. He's sitting out getting rusty and ain't played at all, Wayman. So you saying not play him at all and he just sit for two weeks? Go ahead, Wayman. I'm saying don't play him at all because, first off, and I understand he's young, but you're a professional. It's not college anymore. Um, it gives you time to absorb game plans. Uh, you know, what they've said in the NFL, especially from the quarterback position, is the best thing in the world for uh, quarterbacks to be able to do is sit back and observe. So even though Dak will be resting next week, he will be an integral part of the plays that are being called. He can sit back, evaluate his performance, what's going on in the game. Um, it's, and it's not like, don't, don't get it wrong, if Dak Prescott is in the game next week, the only thing he's going to do is hand the ball off. Um, like I said, they, they're missing their, their best offensive lineman. Like he's going to hand the ball off. It's not like they're going to show anything that they potentially may be putting in for the playoffs anyway. This gives your, time, your team some time to work on some of that stuff and execute your professional. And, and it, it, it takes me back to, and even though it's another sport, look what basketball does. Um, basketball... They're already resting LeBron James. They're already resting. You know, Greg Popovich is notorious for resting in the middle of the season. I mean, I remember there was a whole bunch of flack when there were some primetime games and, and, and most of the Spurs team wouldn't even be playing. Because what is he thinking about? He's not thinking about, oh, we need to win this game or our players are going to be rusty when the playoffs come. They're consummate professionals. They know what they're doing, and they want to make sure that when the – when, when the switch is turned to go, that his team is ready and as healthy as they possibly can be. And, and, and that's what you want. You don't, they don't care about this game. This game, the only thing this game can do for the Cowboys is hurt them. There's no way this is going to help them. Who cares about a win in the grand scheme of things when you're playing for a championship? For the Redskins, a team like that, that, that needs confidence, uh, that needs to build a certain way, sure. For the Cowboys, you already have it all. All you have to do is go out and execute. The Cowboys at their best, against most teams at their best, you probably are going to get the Cowboys winning. So all you need to focus on is execution and making sure you're mentally prepared to play when you play. A loss is not going to hurt the Cowboys. Look, look at what's happened to them uh, after their two losses this year. First loss versus the Giants, you run off 11, 12, 13 games. Next loss after the Giants, and you come and destroy two teams right after a loss is not going to hurt the Cowboys. But, but, but losing your starting quarterback, losing your starting running back, losing somebody potentially integral to that team will. Don't play anybody that's worth anything this game. Yeah, you don't agree with that, do you? Go ahead, James. I'm sorry. You don't agree with that, do you? Do I agree with that? No. I mean, because... One of the things I'll say is, and this is a point I was going to say to Wayman, has to do with the caliber of the teams that are in the playoffs. You know, they're in there for a reason, and a lot of them are playing at a higher level. So 
going in there, you know, on a winning, winning, winning or losing your last game, and then going in there thinking that you're you're so great. It's not that easy. The only teams that are going to play their players are the teams that need to win. Atlanta's not going to play all their players. They're getting healthy. Um, the Giants, the Redskins are eight-point favorites in that game because the Giants aren't going to play anybody. The Giants are resting their players, and they're going to be in the, in the wild card game. You'd rather be healthy than get that last win, I'm telling you. I mean, you all the teams that are out there are not going to play their players. Um, and, and the only teams that are playing their players are teams evaluating for next season um, or who don't have anything to play for. You know, the Eagles can play their players. The Redskins obviously have to play their players. Um, these other teams, no. If, if, if it's even a question of somebody being hurt, not even playing. The Giants aren't playing their players this week. And if they play them, they're going to play for the first half, and that's it. What do you get out of it? You gain absolutely nothing. Detroit and Green Bay will play their players because the, the loser is out of the playoffs. Right. The, the rest of these teams aren't playing their players this week. Let's do this, Chris. You remember, when, you remember when the you remember when the uh, the Colts could have won all of their regular season games and elected to rest their players um, because these coaches know these players understand that, like I said, you're supposed to be a professional at this level and um, you're taking care of your body, knowing what you need to do to make sure that you're prepared mentally um, for what comes what comes next. You've been doing this for 16 weeks. It's not new. It's not like these teams are going to reinvent themselves during the playoffs. You know what the Dallas Cowboys are going to do. Can you stop it? And that's it. No need to play. Well, so, so, so Abe? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to say this. I agree with him. Uh, you know, it's like he said, you know, they're resting these guys. Uh, Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger, he won't be playing this, this week. Uh, you know, because the simple fact that you don't want to get into a situation uh, just like the Raiders are right now currently. I mean, look at the Raiders. Now the big question is with the Raiders is can they, uh, can they do anything without Derek Carr? And, you know, that's, that's to be seen. So, I mean, we'll find out this, this coming Sunday against Denver. And, you know, hopefully they, you know, he can get up to speed as quick as possible to, to make something happen for him. And, uh, you know, I just wish him the best. I mean, that's, that's just a heartbreaking uh, deal there. I mean, to have a, 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 a record-breaking season, you know, uh, you haven't seen the playoffs since 2002. And, you know, the, the second-to-the-last game, a broken leg. That's, that's just, I mean, that's... That's that's at its you know that's got to be the worst right there right now and and I can tell you this I you know I've broken my leg uh, the same uh, fibula bone that he broke and that is that is no joke there folks I'll, I'll tell you because I mean that's a that's a you know your your legs just think about it your legs are weight bearing and you know it takes a really long time to heal and it did at least it did for me anyways and you know I had two surgeries on it. And uh, I thank, thank, thankfully, thank the Lord that, you know, I can walk again and run. And, I, and I'll tell you right now, I don't take that for granted. You know, uh, I'll go to the gym, and the first thing I do is I get on the treadmill because, you know, I don't, uh, I don't I, like I said, I don't take it for granted that, that I can do those things. Before, 
I never thought I never gave it a thought, but when it's when you don't have it, that's when you know you you start thinking about it. So exactly. I, I, I wish him well. Just, okay. Let's take a break and then we we'll go back. I know Chris got a bunch of questions. Yeah, I'm gonna chime in and just answer and let her ask. But this is James Chris A, and the property is back. He won the best. That's right. The property is back, baby. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Chris Marwitz, and looks like James is not on with us right now, but we're back with it, and we have our guests, Abe and Wayman. How are you guys? Good. I am great. Sorry, I may have hit my phone on mute. Go ahead, Chris. I, I heard that, so that's why I jumped in. So. <laughs> All right. So, so before we went to break, uh, Abe, you started talking about you know Derek Carr breaking his leg for the Oakland Raiders, the quarterback. Um, Yes, and we and and also um, uh, Mariota from Tennessee Titans. He, he also broke his. You know, he's a quarterback for them, and he broke his leg this past weekend. So it's just, you know, really, really rough for both of them to have that happen. Uh, good thing for Derek is his backup quarterback came in and was actually able to, you know, score some some points, and and they won the game, and that that helped them. But you know, moving forward, you know. You know, with Derek Carr out, personally, my opinion, the Raiders are hopeless to get far in the playoffs. What do you think about the, their, their chances, Abe? Well, you know, uh, at this point, it's kind of a long shot for them, I think. You know, not to say that uh, uh, McGloin won't come out and, and do a, a stellar job, but, uh, you know, it, 
just just because of the simple fact that he's he sat for so long. Uh, you know, he might be like uh, Wayman said, he might be a little rusty, but uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's going to be tough for him. You know, so I, I think if you know if they can come into this last game and, and win and gain a little bit of confidence, you know, they might do okay uh, after that. But the, you know, I think this is this is a real important game for them for them uh, to to come, to go all out and, and absolutely. Uh, make sure that they they win. Uh, you know they they've got the potential to uh, drop from the number one seed. Uh, you know if uh, uh, you know if, if some of these other teams uh, win and and lose. So you know there's a lot at stake there. I think for them. So uh, absolutely, you know, come out and, and play hard and, and and get the job done. The profit. What, what are you thinking about that? You know, I, I just now looked at a list of uh, every every team's uh, most important free agent next year, and ironically enough, for the Raiders, it's uh, it's the backup quarterback. Now he's played before; he has some experience. Uh, he was the quarterback there before uh, they drafted Carr, and obviously, you know, I, he's not the future in Oakland, but. He was serviceable then. Um, I think unlike some other situations, and don't get me wrong here, I don't think the Raiders are the same team. I, I think they have very little chance of doing what they potentially could have had he had Carr been healthy. But you're going to play this week against arguably the best, one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um and, and even though there are stakes to it, like winning the division, um, like potentially having the number one seed in the AFC, even though I think New England will play hard enough to win that game and be the number one seed, um, you can drop down if Kansas City wins their game and you lose that division. So mm-hmm. this gives the Raiders an opportunity to evaluate their quarterback, see where they are, see what adjustments need to be made, and it's not a, a do-or-die situation. They obviously get to play on into the playoffs. But I think as far as evaluation, um, he's able to get in some repetition, be the first-string quarterback, uh, gain some some repetition with those receivers and what have you, um, going into the Denver week, which is going to be a tough week, which is as good a challenge as he's going to get. So not all hope is lost, even though I'm, I'm no dummy, and, and I don't think that the Raiders have very much... Uh, of an opportunity to, to advance very far in the playoffs. Wait a minute. Hey, think about all these clubs I had to get to start. Look at Romo. He was a backup. They weren't playing. They put him in. Look at um, oh, yeah. Tom Brady. Same thing. Well, oh, yeah. now, oh, the yeah. one guy got hurt. All mm-hmm. these quarterbacks was backups, you know? So, you, really- you know, backups can do something, you know? True. And, I, and I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely not discounting the fact that, that he may come out and, and, and do well for them. I think the, the difference, though, is you look, at, you look at Romo, you look at Brady, you look at Aaron Rodgers, um, you look at some of these quarterbacks that have come out of literally nowhere, <clears throat> they weren't proven or unproven. This quarterback, the Raiders know. He's played for the Raiders before, um, and, and that's why they have him on their roster, but his ceiling is only so high. Um, and the Raiders know that. Otherwise, 
there would have been no need once they drafted him a few years ago to go out and get a Derek Carr um, at the at the quarterback position. So the Raiders are very well aware of who they have, um, and, and I'm hoping that he plays or is well enough to to at least make them competitive um, in the playoffs. I'd hate for New England just to have a pass through the playoffs, which is kind of setting up for them to do. Uh, other than Pittsburgh, I can't see anybody giving New England much of a challenge. They're going to get home field advantage. You're going to have to go and play in the snow in New England, which is going to be a challenge for a Raider team potentially anyway. Um, and then doing that with your backup quarterback and Belichick calling the defense, I just don't see much of a chance. Yeah, it, it's definitely going to be tough. Yeah, you know, and and you know, I'm born in I'm born in Oakland, California. Um, I grew up a Raiders fan until they moved to LA, and then me, like a, a lot of other people, vowed we'd never root for them again. It's hard not to like the team. It's hard not to like a team that has been down for so long, and 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 now you can kind of see them turning the corner and and have a good young team, and and. You know, all I can hope is Carr gets gets well, and you know, like I said, hopefully they're still competitive in these playoffs, and at least give whoever they go up against a challenge. Yeah, Chris, they, they, they do. They got a really great, you know, running running game. They got uh, really good receivers. You know, they, they they really have have a well rounded team. You know, defenses. Yes, and it, it's all all based on you know Carr. Carr was just having a phenomenal year. So it's McGloin, Matt McGloin, the backup quarterback. Yeah, he's he's had some past. I I just I just don't know if if he can can have the same effect as Carr has. So it's gonna be rough. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Um, anything can happen, and that's that's what's great about the NFL. I mean, it has made heroes out of uh, people coming from obscurity. I mean, you probably. If not the greatest quarterback to ever play in the top two, three, Tom Brady, this was a time that he he made his name. So um, I'm not I'm not saying it can't happen, but the odds of it happening. I mean, the reason why we talk about Brady and, and his greatness is because he's the only person to do it. Okay. So I mean, it's not like a whole bunch of people have been in that position and have come through um, to lead their team to you know so. Uh, we'll see. I mean, anything can happen. It can. It has and it can. So, it, well, me... except Philadelphia making the playoffs. That <laughs> oh, ouch! That's got to hurt, sting. Okay, <laughs> so let me ask you guys something. So, coming into to the final week of the season, Tom Brady is, is leading the the NFL's MVP poll. Um, personally, you know, with him. Being out the first four weeks of the, of the season, I, I I I don't think he should. I mean, even though he's he's had a phenomenal year the rest of the games, I don't think his name should be, even be put in in that stance because who knows what would, what would happen the first four games? You know, if he had since he wasn't there. You know, what, what do you guys think about that, Abe? Well, you know this, and, and I hate to say this, but you know it's we're, we're talking about Tom Brady here. You know. Uh, the guy's literally a football god, uh, you know, and uh, I mean, as much as 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 we hate to see that, 
you know, it's 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 hard to to deny the guy, you know, when you're you know uh, as great as as, as he is. Uh, but uh, you know, whether I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't I don't like it. But, uh, you know, it is what it is, and, and, and that's the way it is, you know. So uh, whatever comes of it, uh, we'll, we'll have to, to wait to see, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it just, that's just the way it is, you know. <laughs> really, Wayman, simply put. Yeah, wait, wait, what, 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 what can you say about that? Wayman? Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what I was just saying I, about uh, Tom no, Brady being no. leading the NFL uh, uh, yeah. MVP poll and having missed the first four games of the season, I, I just don't think that's, to me, that, that that's correct. But, you know, what what do you think? I, I think had it been, had this been a different year, you're probably right. Um, but but the voters are going to get pulled in, in so many different directions. Um, if Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott played on different teams, one of them probably would be the MVP, potentially. Um, but because they're on the same team, they're going to split the vote. Um, so, so votes are going to get split between them. Is Dallas so good because it's the quarterback, or is Dallas so good because the quarterback and that offensive line uh, make that running back, or, or, or the running back makes the quarterback look good? So I think you, I think you get split there, uh, and, and and I've already been in an argument with Bronco fans, friends of mine, about you know, well, it's all because of that offensive line that Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott uh, are doing so well. Um, so you have that argument. Uh, the other potential candidate you have is now Aaron Rodgers, who's who's super hot and probably the best player going into. Uh, this last week and in, into the playoffs, if, if he leads Green Bay over Detroit, so you have him performing well, but it's a it's a short sample size when when don't, he's don't you know Matt the last Ryan, six Matt or seven Ryan's weeks well. um, that that he's been not that he's played bad this season, but the team is really performing well and overcoming the shortcomings of that defense in the last six or seven weeks. Um, you probably also throw in. Um, Matt Ryan of the Falcons, and the same thing, where his team is not consistently well. I mean, they win some weeks. Some weeks they don't play as well. Um, the defense is not as great. And so that diminishes, I think, his potential to win the MVP as well. The one person that you can say has played consistently well, has had no blips, been the model of consistency is Tom Brady, and 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 that's what everyone else is looking at is the fact that since he has been there, um, and, and the only loss was a was a competitive game versus Seattle. He's he's done everything you want your quarterback to do. They've done nothing but win, and it, it almost just becomes routine. They win that division eight years in a row. Um. Who else can you give it to? And, and, and that's, that's the point initially I was trying to make. If you don't give it to Brady, who else can you give it to? Can you give it to Rodgers, who's only 
who's only done who's only done what Brady has done for six or seven weeks when Brady's done it a whole season? Can you give it to two rookies who everybody has a different theory as to why they're doing as well? If you take away Dallas's offensive line, is Ezekiel Elliott as good as he is? Is Doc Prescott as good as he is? Is Doc Prescott as good as he is if he doesn't have Ezekiel Elliott? But you can go back to Tom, you can go back to Brady, who doesn't have a premier running back, who's lost his tight end for the year, and he still gets it done week in, week out, no matter who his receivers are, who his running backs are. They're no name, nobody you would have on your fantasy team. Nobody has any Patriots on their fantasy team besides Tom Brady because that's the one person. And you got Chris Hogan. Hey, nobody. But all Brady does with him is win. Y'all are trying to make the excuse for Brady because he don't have a line. You know, I mean, when Brady had all that, he still was getting MVP. So what's the difference? I mean, it's who, how you uh, conduct your team, you know, I say. That's the MVP, you know, the, Dak doing what he's doing, you know, winning games and coming back. It don't matter if he got a good line or running back. He still got to be the one to control, you know, the plays and, you know, make the throws and all like that. Y'all trying to make because Brady don't have this and that. But he still have NFL players, you know. It don't matter if they get names. He does, and he, and he wins with them. So Dak Prescott doesn't have any more wins than Brady. Um, they have the same amount of wins. The teams do. Sorry, not not Brady individually, but their teams are both sitting here um, with two losses. So at the end of the day, nobody's outperformed him. Um, Dak Prescott doesn't have more passing yards or passing touchdowns than he does. Why would you give it to Dak Prescott? And I'm just I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm just saying that with less, and I'm not making an excuse for Brady, the facts are the facts, with less, he does more if not the same as anyone else. Nobody has a better record than New England in NFL. Come on, um, Abe, you should be talking out for Dallas because Dallas had the same well, team last year, and they didn't have Romo, and look what happened. What did y'all yeah, get there yeah. from See, and, 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 and this is why I get so frustrated with this whole, what we're talking about right now, because it's like Wayman said, it goes back to consistency. You know, and... Ah oh, man, it just—I—I—I I, I wish it was different, you know, but it, it's not. And he's right, you know. I can't. It—it it, it is what it is, man. And that—and that's what it is. So, it, no matter no matter how you look at it, it's you know, Wayman's right. It's—it goes back to the consistency thing. Hmm. Yeah, week in and week out, you—you you can't. There's nothing. I mean, you you can't argue against it. And 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 don't believe me. I don't. I don't like it. You know. But but trying to be as objective as I can, and we all have our biases. But you know, it, it, it it's so commonplace. But week in week out, Brady is going to be Brady. No matter who's on the team, who's not on the team, what the offensive line is like, the fact that you don't have a premier running back, all the things they tell you you need in the NFL to be successful or make excuses for. We make excuses for Trevor Simeon in, in Denver because he doesn't have a running game. Um, he doesn't have the best offensive line. Neither does Brady. Uh, and Simeon has, at least on paper, two premier receivers. Brady doesn't. 
Um, but yet, one of those teams still wins. It is what it is. Um, we give certain teams, certain players a pass um, because they don't have things that Brady doesn't have either, and yet and still, the bottom line is he wins week in, week out, no matter what, no matter who, no matter where, he wins. And if that's not your MVP, I don't know what is. Well, let's take another break when we come back. I know Chris got more questions, but it's the systems event and the coach, so that's what I think. But we'll be right that's back. True. That's sure. true. I'm, I'm not... Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Sports Channel. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. Are you with me, Chris? I'm here, James. We got A. I'm disappointed he won't speak up for his cowboy. Hey, you with me? <laughs> ah, James, I'm here. I'm here. And we got the prophet, Wayman. Wayman, I know you there. I was looking at the menu still, right? You know what? They uh, they got chicken fried lobster. Egg <laughs> tacos. Oh, man, they got a nice menu. I'm oh, skipping the soup and salad, though. I'm skipping the soup and salad. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Get them. Get them all. Okay, guys. So... You know the, the cow. Okay, James, you, you you can actually turn your phone off for a little bit because I, I know you're going to hate to hear this, but to me, you know, the Cowboys have tied their franchise record for most wins in a season, which is 13 and two. Uh, a coach has to take all the blame when something goes wrong, and then they also get all the accolades when things go right. With this, I feel that Jason Garrett deserves to be coach of the year. You know, and and, and hear me out. You know, he's working under Jerry Jones, which we all know is a tough, tough owner. Tough person to be around, you know. He's he, he's just difficult, and and he also he had a rookie quarterback and a rookie running back. Um, 
so so basically, I, I just want to know what, what do you think? What, what's your opinion on this, Abe? Well, you know, uh, his coaching it, it does it does play a factor in that, but you know, uh, the other the other side of it is is that he's got the right ingredients. Uh, you know, as far as uh, the players go, you know, with having uh, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, you know, and you know all the receivers, it just you know the, the mix is just right there. So you know, uh, you, you, you it, that's a tough one because you know it, it's it's kind of you're kind of weighing it on on both hands. Uh, you know, but uh, it, 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 if he didn't have all those those ingredients or those players, you know, who's to say that that they'd still be getting the job done? So, uh, you know, I, I, I do give him credit. He 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 is a good coach, and you know, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's he's doing a great job right now, and they're they're obviously getting what needs to be done done. And, uh, you know, I just hope that, uh, that it takes them all the way through to the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see after that. All right. So, Wayman, what do you think about what I said? I don't have a single disagreement. Um, I, I don't know um, if it's going to be him. I mean, obviously, you also have to look at... Uh, Del Rio, I, I like the fact, talking to you, Chris, that it's two former Bronco quarter, or uh, coaches that are in the mix as well. But uh, of course. you have to look at Del Rio and the fact that that Raiders franchise has been down so long and, and the atmosphere and the culture change that he's brought there um, as well. And then you also have to consider Adam Gase uh, in Miami and the fact that they also have not been in the playoffs in so long and, and, and in a short amount of time. And what is this? His first year, yep. first or second year in Miami. Um, he is he is has that franchise uh, on the upswing as well. But yeah, I mean, you know, Abe is kind of gives gave some reasons why Garrett potentially may not be. But you know, you you can't talk about the what ifs. You you talk about the fact that he has two rookies leading his offense, a defense that was the worst in the NFL ever. Last year, and 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 now you look at that as one of your strengths, um, or or at least it kind of has been, at least some of the time throughout this year. Yeah, there's nobody more deserving. With all the pressure and Jerry Jones being in your ear and and, and giving press conferences in game and after game, uh, I, I think he's done a phenomenal job. I think Dallas is fortunate that he stuck around as long as he has. Um, and put up with all he's had, with all the meddling and whatnot. He's there's no more. There's no one more deserving of Coach of the Year than than Jason Garrett. Let me, let me ask you guys this. Maybe I'm contradicting myself, but why is it when the coaches the same plays they're giving and the same um, stuff now? If it don't work, the coach gets fired. But now y'all want to give him Coach of the Year. You know, it's crazy. Garrett was already get fired. One and two years ago, eh? Hey, it was where yeah. they get rid of Garrett, you know, but Jerry likes my boy. But same plays and all like that. And But now it's getting executed. Okay, he's coach of the year. But then, like, oh, horrible system. And now y'all want to get him coach of the year. But then y'all want to fire him. 
I mean, it oh. makes no sense. That's how it, that's how it goes. It doesn't make any sense, but that's what happens. You look at look at my team, the Redskins. The reason why they hired Gruden was to fix RG three. He didn't fix him. That's why they hired him. They said we're getting an offensive coordinator who's been able to do something with Andy Dalton, who was raw, playing for TCU out of a spread system. We're going to bring him in, and, and he's going to get RG3 to play at a higher level and take him to the next. Well, he didn't do that. So you throw RG3 to the side, and you promote Kirk Cousins, and, and it's worked out for him. But, but that's what they do. You know, they, it doesn't. The, the sole reason why he was hired was for a specific person, purpose. That's what he said in his press conference. That's not what he did. But it, that's how the game is. I mean, you, you win, and, and and they'll make reasons and rationale, and, and you lose, and they'll do the same thing. Um, you can have the same players one year and perform a certain way. Look at Carolina. Carolina has with. With the exception of Josh Norman, uh, you have the same team. This year, they didn't play well. Um, you, you have all the same players on offense. Whose fault is it? Is it the coach's fault? Did the players not play this year? Were they complacent? I mean, there are a whole bunch of different reasons and rationale that, uh, that you can give. Um, look at the Broncos. Both of the Super Bowl teams are sitting at home or will be sitting at home once the playoffs start. So, I mean, is it the coaching? Was the coaching good last year for the Broncos? Were the players better? Did losing a few players hurt them? I mean, people are going to have different reasons, rationale for everything you do. So, uh, you know, ultimately coaches know that when they come in, they got to win. And, and they got to win no matter how. And, and I give Jason Garrett some credit because not a lot of people would have Obviously, they were going to play Ezekiel Elliott, and then you grabbing him with the fourth pick. But to put to draft a rookie and put him in charge of your offense from day one and let him run it. Most coaches don't have enough. Uh, I know we're on air. Um, enough confidence in a rookie to do that. That's true. So sure. let's talk a little bit more about head coaches. So. The head coach, fire, head coach firings have begun. First it was Jeff Fisher with the L.A. Rams, then Gus Bradley with Jacksonville Jaguars, and now it's Rex Ryan for the Buffalo Bills. In my opinion, Marvin Lewis, the Cincinnati Bengals head coach, he will be the next one on the chopping block. Who do you think should or will, use, or will lose their head coaching job? Abe? Uh, well, that's, you know, that's a good question. Uh, you know, uh, Another one that might be on that list is possibly Ron Rivera. Uh, you know, after uh, uh, a great, great season last year, uh, and and then not not doing so well this year. Uh, potentially, uh, his job could be in in jeopardy. Uh, you know, you've got uh, the coach for uh, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, Mike Zimmer. I believe is uh, another one that, that could have have a, a potential to uh, to lose his job. Uh, Chuck Pagano is another one that I think may, might might have some issue. Uh, and 
looks like uh, the Cardinals coach, Bruce Arians. Arians. And, um, yeah, so, so those are some of the ones that, uh, that are probably on the, the, the top, top list there. Uh, and I, I think that's, oh, maybe possibly the Titans, Titans coach, uh, Mike Merlarkey. Uh, he could have some issue there, but, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's hard to say. So, you know, we'll, uh, it, we'll see when, when the time comes, you know, and, and, Hopefully these guys. Uh, uh, I don't think I left anybody else out. Maybe uh, Chip Kelly it might be another one uh, that, that might have some issue with there. But 49ers, though. I'm sorry. That's his first year with the 49ers. You think they'd let him go after just one year? Well, I don't. You know, it's hard to say. But uh, you know, as, as far as the the performance goes, I, I just don't think it's it's where it needs to be. Right. But uh, you know that's, I guess that's you know for the owners to to look at and uh, and figure out on their end. But yeah, I think I think they they fell well short of where they could have been. So you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Wayman, what, what, what's your opinion on that? You know, I really don't see. You know, and, and of course I'll be wrong because you never know what these owners are going to do, but. Um, they've already talked about <clears throat> Marvin Lewis coming back next year, so I think if he wants to return, he's he's definitely uh, going to return in Cincinnati. And, and I think Cincinnati, and I will agree, should be at a higher level than they are, but before Marvin Lewis, you had nothing. And so at least they're consistently, we'll just say, decent now. They've not won any playoff games since they were playing against the 49ers in the late 80s, early 90s, but at least they're not an also-ran like the Browns are in the NFL now. So for that very reason, Marvin Lewis is not going anywhere. Um, they just now said that the, the, um, the GM and the coach in, in, uh, in New York will be back. I thought Todd Bowles might be in serious consideration of losing his job this year, uh, but he will be back next year. Pagano is a good one, and I wasn't really thinking in that direction, but um, obviously he has a tenuous relationship with uh, the GM and with the owner, so it would not surprise me to see him out in Indy. Um, that's a very weak division, and, and the fact that you know, they really didn't even come close when you think about it um, to the other teams that are kind of building their franchises. Uh, I think he could be in jeopardy of losing his job. But beyond that, I mean, it's hard to, for me to really think of anyone else losing their job. Um, you throw Chip Kelly out there, but we all knew the 49ers going into the season didn't have much in the way of talent. That team did not quit on them. Uh, they won last week in L.A., um, and, and I think that's one of the things that you measure your team by. Uh, the Bengals are still playing hard. Uh, some tough losses the past couple of weeks, uh, you know, versus versus Pittsburgh, and I forget who they – oh, and, and missing that field goal versus Houston. So you see that team likes their coach. They are still playing for that coach. They have not given up on their coach. Like you see a lot of these other teams lay down, uh, you know, when when – when that coach should be out of there. So I, mean, I can see Chip Kelly. I can see Pagano. 
um, there's not really anybody else that, that kind of jumps off the page at me as, as needing to go or I, I can see going. Wait a minute. And, hey, let's be serious about this. Marvin Lewis, I mean, I love him as a coach, you know, and all, but he can't get them over that edge that Hunt was said. You know what I'm saying? I mean, every year, you know, you go to the, you have a great season and all, but you're not doing it. You got to find that coach. Look what um, Tampa think, did. I don't think Tampa was right about that, but they got rid of Dungeon and got grooved and they won that Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? You got to find that, that one edge to get them past that one game. I mean, they have a great season and they're looking like they're going to do all this and that, but he's not doing it, you know? And it's been, what, 10, 11 years or something he's been there? Come on now, you got to move on sooner or later and get you know over that edge. Just because they like you, that ain't winning no championship, right? Yeah, you know, for me, it's like you know, and and maybe you guys can relate. Uh, you know, you you kind of have a decent looking girlfriend, and you you, you know she kind of fixes you up, whatnot, and has you looking pretty good. And, and then you think that maybe you can go to the next level. Uh, you start looking and, and, and thinking that, well, well, maybe it's time you can upgrade and, and, and get somebody um, that's better. And I think a lot of teams do that. I think, I think the Jaguars did that with Del Rio. And look what's happened to their franchise since he's left. Uh, the Raiders fired uh, Hugh Jackson when he was 8-8. Eight and eight. And until you got Del Rio five, six, seven, eight years later, they never had another winning season when you fire somebody in their first year that went eight and eight. I think a lot of times in the NFL, you want something instant, something that looks... Marvin Lewis has been there, and and granted, he's not been able to win a playoff game. He's been a model of consistency. He's built that team up, and we expect Cincinnati. See, that's that's the difference. We're all old enough when we remember if you saw Cincinnati on your schedule that was an easy win. We, we looked at Cincinnati like we look at the Cleveland Browns now. Teams don't see Cincinnati like that now that Marvin Lewis is that coach. He's definitely changed the culture, atmosphere. Now, yeah, th- they do need to take that next step and do some different things, and it's kind of hard when you've had someone in there so long to do that. But to throw Marvin Lewis aside um, and, 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 and say that it's time to move on, I think would be a mistake. I think it potentially could affect that franchise, like it has for so many other franchises, um, you know, across the NFL. When you want to go and get the, the, the newest and latest, greatest thing, you know, then look what happens. You force somebody out. Look what happened with the Cowboys. Uh, and, and, and though I, I, I didn't like him, I had great respect for him. I can't even think of his name now. Um, Tom Landry, you know. Um, and, 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 of course, they, they were able to turn it around, you know, fairly consistency or fairly quick. But um, you, you get these quick fix coaches, they don't turn out, and, and then what are you left with? Um, leave Marvin Lewis alone. Mm-hmm. Quit, trying to always be, quit trying to be with the pretty girl all the time, music, love. I think we're going to have to what? end the show for today. What's it They just played the music, so I think we have to end the show for the day. You gotta do what? We gotta go to commercial. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, okay. If, if I can say the prime, the prime rib is is thirty nine dollars, love. <laughs> uh, we want to thank you guys again for being on. We'll see you next week. Get that all right, all right. See you guys. You guys take care. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.